Alright, welcome back to the Church of Steady Rotation. Brother Casey, how are we doing? How are you doing, Father Vic? Myself, it's a you know it's a blessed day. I've been filled with uh, the sanctification of Donda for the seventh time uh-huh. today. You know, can't complain, man. Also, we are, we to fight some demons. You know, I think the demon of COB showed up for a little bit, but we were able to shake that uh, off. How about yourself? The demon hours were uh, very strong uh, last night for me, you know, with I had CLB playing. Uh, but woke up this morning, played uh, 24, and uh, was reborn again in the, in the waters of the uh, Sunday service. Uh, but... You know, I'm feeling good, man. And I think that's just where we're going to start today, man. Like, after the whole month of August and this drawn-out process, the live streams, the lies, the pushback dates, the antics, the push-ups in the closet room at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, all this amounted to the finished product which we got randomly (laughs) on Sunday morning yesterday. I mean, uh, last week. Uh, At like 8 or 9 a.m. Eastern time. Well, so, first, let, let me ask you. Do you think that the release of Donda was, like, you know, at 9 a.m. Sunday, whenever, uh-huh. Do you think that was like a conscious decision by Kanye, or do you think it was a uh, you know like a split decision, or do you even think the decision wasn't wasn't even made by Kanye? It was made by maybe the higher ups, the label heads. I mean, that's what Kanye said. He said he, they released the album without his approval, I think. Um, but I had actually saw the day before, probably Saturday morning or into the afternoon, um, that the album was being kind of shipped and uploaded to streaming service that was a rumor going around and i remember you and captain kirk both kind of calling me out on my bullshit and we're saying like nah that's not true that's not true lo and behold 8 a.m comes around the next day and it's there uh i think he hey bro you sound yo you sound a little salty fam you got some adobo on you (laughs) you got a chopped cheese bro i'm never right i'm never right you know i gotta take my my w sometime uh i think he did do it on purpose like it makes sense like he's on his religion kind of wave for that album and sunday you know sunday service i think why not you know see uh me personally yeah i'm in the same boat i don't think that uh you know, like the label, I just like took the album, you know, took the hard drive from them and said like, upload it quick before he like finds out. Like, right. You know, I'm pretty sure like, I don't think, I feel like Kanye has too much pull for the execs to be really be able to do that. Uh-huh. I think it was more, I personally do think it was maybe, I, I don't think it was so much a premeditated thought though. I think it was just more like, Sunday sounds cool, shoot it. And then maybe somewhere along the lines, he wanted to do more edits because go figure, he's a perfectionist. But then at that point, you like you know the wheels were already turning. He couldn't stop it anymore. Because if you kind of remember, like um, Jail, you know, like Jail part, um, Jail initially had uh, just a version of Jay Z on there, and I remember him saying that he wanted uh, the baby to be on the album as well. So, oh no, sorry, excuse me, excuse me. There was like a situation with the whole Jail song where there's only one of the versions out there, and then at some point they uploaded like part two, which is when the baby yeah. was you know joined joined the album. 
with Mary. And I, I'm guessing that they probably had some issues with clearing the baby's verse initially. That's why they only took, you know, Jay-Z's on there. But I'm pretty sure Kanye wanted, like, either both verses to be on the song or wanted both versions of the song on the album. I don't really know. So, you know, I mean, again, this is like typical Kanye stuff, you know, like things are a little bit messy. But, you know, he can keep it clean. Things can get keep it messy. But guess what? We got the official product after a month and mm-hmm. a half, maybe two months. I don't even know. He can keep it messy, and he's also seeing Messi in his backyard playing soccer. Um, <laughs> so, yo, let me let yeah. me ask you first and foremost, fam. How does the album to you stack up in comparison to the live, you know, the live list or the live stream sessions? Because we never went to the actual stadiums. Mm-hmm. And if the you know the stadium versions were better to you, which one would it be? Yeah. I did see all three of them, okay. and I think we. As a podcast, as a on our YouTube page, we I think go back if you want to listen to those episodes where we address. No, please do. We want the views. Uh, I think for me, I said in the our our first short episode that the second one was definitely my favorite one, just because I think it was improving on the first one, and also the theatrics were like so much more like enjoyable like in a serious manner and also like just ridiculous in a funny way like being lifted out of the stadium by a cable as um <laughs> no child left behind is being played i i was just like is this dude serious like but it, but it makes sense you know like if it, it matches the song's energy it's just like only kanye would do this shit um, he's the miracles on me, and then he's going to heaven. Um, and I like the the use of those. Uh, I don't know if they were part of like the Sunday service choir, or they were just people like he like hired to do kind of the like the marches and um, kind of either move along or dance along to the songs that were playing. I thought that was like the highlight of the the second stream because you could actually like see them compared to the third stream where like i don't know if it was like the lighting or because of the house and they had like the dirt around the house and like the fence i think i think there was a fence but they were like so like far off the screen like you could never see them until like it was like a wide angle shot um and i think just the capitalization of like the locks uh the cutty verses um what else i think that those were the kind of like holy shit kind of moments from the second stream but the third stream yeah i i thought the third stream was like it for me i was just like and then you had like marilyn manson and the baby there and i'm just like what do you he's obviously just having them for controversy like he like he might fuck with them obviously but like he should know better than to have all the like those two individuals up there with him, along with Don Tolliver, you know, with his the allegation against him. Um, he just doesn't care. And I don't know if he he doesn't care in the sense like he's like Kanye, or he's like, I don't care and I also want the clout from this, you know. Antics. Hey man, I mean you you, you are talking about the guy who did say that Donald Trump is his daddy, so Yeah. And that slavery was a choice, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> So, you know, a little quick recap about the listening session, uh, live stream sessions. I did not listen to live stream session three. Uh, at this point, I was kind of fed up with Kanye's antics. I kind of told myself, 
I, if he drops the album like you know Friday night or like Friday Friday night whatever I'll check out the live stream that didn't happen so I just never watch any replays the first live stream I think both you and I can say it was, it was a little shaky it was a shaky start right it was yeah the like, mix the, yeah the mix is definitely very questionable I heard that the people who are you know actually you know on the scene had a hard time hearing it because the music was really loud and they had to eat like fifty dollar chicken tenders but you know go figure you do free eh? Second take, hey man, that to me like was a solid listening session. It felt still a little bit bloated, like you know, you guys could hear from our take in episode, oh, yeah. I wanna say three or four. But overall, like the mix on it clearer, they added different songs, new feature verses. It was just dope. Like it was a good session. So I enjoyed I I can truly say that I enjoyed take two. Now, one thing that I should note is that my experience of the live stream sessions was audio only. I never saw any of the visuals or the, the theatrics. So like the marching band or Kanye being ascended to heaven or possibly Kanye putting himself, you know, on fire in the third take. All these things don't mean anything to me because I was just listening to the music. So um, whenever I'm comparing, so when I'm comparing down to the album versus the live streams, I'm actually really talking about what my ears heard. And I'll be honest with you, um, the first time I heard the official album, I uh, I was a little bit confused because it didn't sound right to my ears. It sounded a little bit like empty, hollow. Um, if you will, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the all day situation. If you remember back in 2015, mm-hmm. how we did the live stream or live, uh, live performance of all day for some kind of award or whatever. And then he dropped, you know, the official studio mix and... It just wasn't hitting the same. It wasn't, yeah. But, uh, you know, so the mix to me was a little bit weird that I found the live stream version to be a little better. And I do have to, I do have to, you know, add and say that the live cheering of on some of the song, you know, the live cheering of the audience of, you know, towards the songs definitely added to some of the energy, definitely added to energy of some of the tracks, like 24 hours. I definitely think it's a, it's a very bombastic, very embellished track that I think definitely works well in like a live setting environment like that versus maybe something on the you know on the studio version because you could you could tell that he was trying to recreate the studio energy this is the studio this energy at the sorry the energy at the stadium in the studio album yeah, yeah, yeah and i think it was kind of a hit and a miss but i will say this when i once i actually like listened to the album like the second or third time during a car ride like inside car speakers rather than my headphones it's already click i can't lie with you and uh all of that to say is that initially I was going to say, like, man, Kanye should have just done take two, you know, like the live stream. But now I can honestly say that, like, what we have on our phones, our tablets, our whatevers, is, to me, it's still the superior version of Donda. Yeah. You know. It's funny, like, off the rip, like, just the first listen. And uh, last Sunday I was in Massachusetts and I was driving back home and it's a two-hour ride back home and i was able to listen to the whole album in that span but i wasn't getting like the same feeling i got from jesus is king which is like you there were moments on jesus is king where i was like okay i i get this this is this is there's some value to some of these tracks but at the end of it you know it, I don't, like it was also a short album and you were just kind of like left it's kind of just like like being left in the dust it's just like th- that was it like that's it and and Don is like the complete opposite based on the track list and how long each most of the songs are like all of them are like four or five minutes long then you got Jesus Lord which is like eight minutes and that's not even the part two 
but there are only a couple tracks that are like two three minutes long um but either way like just just listening to the album as a whole like i was finding myself like actually enjoying it actually coming away with like um maybe either like some insight or i was like okay that was a fire the production on this was great the features were great you know whatever it was on that track i wasn't like i, I didn't feel like i was kind of being left behind you know for like the same feeling i get from like jesus is king or like uh, wait are you saying that no child was left <laughs> behind <laughs> exactly or like even like Yeezus, like even though I like Yeezus personally, like I like that album when it came out, like it has a special place in my heart. But I can recognize that on the track by track, like it's almost the same thing, similar feeling to Jesus is King, but at least uh, Yeezus has that creative boundary pushing, you know, idea where like you can die on that hill if you want to. Um, it also really makes a master really well. That's true as well. Um, but I was just like, a after listening to it the first time, I was just like, am, am I about to go back to church again? Like, what is going on? Like, even like a song like 24 Hours, like a lot of people don't like, like that song, but like, I feel like if you, you have to, you have to kind of have like grown up or like been a religious person or are still actively religious to kind of get that song. Or at least you have to understand, like, maybe the whole church culture, like, within America, like, and maybe, like, a Baptist church or, like, something like that where, like, you know, people sing and, like, you know, when, when you have it on in the car, you feel like you are in church and, like, you feel those lyrics, like, touching you and, like, you know, we're going to be okay. It's like, God's not finished. And then you're like, damn, I was like, God's not finished with me. <laughs> It started getting emotional. I was like, fuck. Um, and that that is not something I got from Jesus is King, which is crazy because Jesus is, Jesus is King was his his album that was supposed to be this gospel, like, rap, like, album that was supposed to, like, kind of congeal into this quintessential album in his career. And then it's, it's basically now just a footnote. And then Donda, well, we don't even really know what the concept is for Donda because I, I have an idea, but we can talk about it maybe like towards the end of like our full uh, album recap review. Um, Sounds good. But Donda does such a, a much better job of like expressing maybe like topics about religion and your connection to God a little bit more better than Jesus King did. I think I still would have liked a little bit more of a personal touch and, and like maybe a little bit more talk about your mother uh you know th that's why your album is named <laughs> dada like I, I, like there wasn't too much about his mom on this album so i i was just a little confused about that um but uh yeah i i think just overall like i think off the rip first listen i was like okay this is something that will be considered one of one of his at least in the top half of his discography and i think it fits nicely in we've talked about this before like for kanye for his discography there's like the a tier the b tier and the c tier mm -hmm. Wh whatever you guys want to like put in there like that's your opinion but i think 
me and Queso, we we have some overlap, but we both understand that like something like Yeezus, that's like C tier. You know, I can kind of push past the fact that I love that album, but like, nah, that's a C tier album. Something like Late Registration, that's A tier, you know, right? Because it's a very consistent yeah. album. Got the bars, got the production, got the features, got everything. And then The Life of Pablo, kind of all those things, but doesn't hit those peaks and it's inconsistent throughout the project. And I think Donda is like the same thing. It's just like an extension. It's like putting a uh, Kanye album through the the T-Lop filter, um, but you increase like the like content of like religion on there. And that's what you get with Donda. And it's like when you listen to Donda, like you're you're kind of like you're hearing like bits and pieces of like Yeezus with like something like uh like um Reason this <laughs> like Grid, uh God Breathe, um Heaven and Hell, and then a song like New Again where it has like those graduation like synths on there. Um and then I like yeah, it's just bits and pieces of his career are on this album, which I kind of enjoyed. See, you know, um, again, th- well, this is, this is a quick footnote, right? Um, I know we just mentioned some of the antics that, you know, Kanye was on uh-huh. pre-releasing the album. Um, I'm going to tell you this right here up front. I'm very happy that after the third take of the live streams, he decided to drop it. Because if Kanye dropped another, like, live stream before the album was in our hands, I think I would have been done with this man. And I know that for a fact is when the album actually officially was released. I literally didn't even listen on a day one. I gave myself a solid four or five days of just waiting, you know, just like letting the hate sweat, you know, let, like letting myself sweat out the hate because I wasn't really trying to hear the album after all that bullshit antics. Yeah. And it's it's not about the fact that he showed his life, you know, that he's doing his work and showed his progression. It's the fact that, like, I have a hard time understanding an artist committing or rather not committing to releasing an album, which is not, that's nothing new. It happens all the time but yet being willing to commit to the live performance of the material that you're supposed to present, but then not inform the people in the public, hey, still working on it. You're letting your, you know, you're letting the people in your camp speak for you. And I felt that, you know, felt very much like ego, felt very much serving towards Kanye's ego than rather to be an honest and earnest disposition. Oh, yeah. But again, I'm just, that's just me looking at, looking from the outside in. I might be wrong. I don't know how that man's brain works. No, um, and I, I, I can get, I get that. Like, I think, from my standpoint, like, I guess this is expected, but, like, I guess I've, I've accepted this is kind of, like, something that he would do. But is that right? Like, hell no. Like, what the fuck? Like, pushing back and everything. Like, and this dude has done this so many times now. It's just, like, ridiculous. So I think a big conversation, and I think uh, this, was, this was kind of discussed on The Breakfast Club about, like, um you know, no one in Kanye's camp is like really like uh, maybe pointing out some of these issues or these flaws or, you know, or the fact that like the things that he does and the lead up to an album rollout is kind of like messed up. Um, But I guess that's, if it was really an issue, I guess the labels would, you know, really step in and maybe address it a bit more. But maybe, maybe that's what happened. Like with the Sunday drop, they're like, all right, kind of, we're pulling the plug on you. We're just gonna drop the shit, no matter what. You're, you're. They, they probably saw like the Marilyn Manson articles, and they were like, "Nah, we're not doing this again." Next thing you know, he's gonna break out R. Kelly to have at his fourth streaming event. 
Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, yeah. He's going to revive Michael Jackson. I mean, yeah. So, you know, the antics... I would say, again, the antics didn't sour my taste of Donna initially, but I just remember I wanted to, like, remove myself from all of the BS before I enjoy the music. Because I do believe in, you know, separating the art from the artist. Oh, yeah. But art itself... I mean, you said it yourself in eloquent terms. This, to me, is just, you know, T-Lop mixed with Jesus is King. As simple as that. Um, I, um, you know, I guess part of me was expecting, I guess, an album of, like, graduation level or, or higher, only because the album was called Danda, which, you know, if anyone kind of pays attention to Kanye's, you know, livelihood, obviously she played an important role for him, and the passing of her obviously affected Kanye to such a deep way, arguably still does, right? 808s, yeah. and even just... This the 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 the, uh, the different direction that Kanye took after you know the passing of his mother, R.I.P. So it's it's just to sort of say that maybe part of me expected a more focused or more cohesive approach on this album, which is more reminiscent of his like earlier work. And like you said, it it feels a little bit scatterbrained or all over the place, like you know, the life of Pablo T-Lop. So that's why I fail to necessarily call this like I guess. As much as I wanted to give it like an A tier or maybe even like a high B tier in the Kanye's discography, I just think it's kind of like in the B realm. What I can comfortably say is that right now, I am very much inclined to say that this album is better than The Life of Pablo. And that's because for me, at least, The Life of Pablo had some amazing highs, right? You know, we got Ultra Light Beam. Yeah. Father, stretch your hands if you're in that camp. I, I want I want to give that song the props, but again, that one line is I can't forget that one line. But again, you know, No More Parties in LA, Real Friends, 30 Hours. Again, great, great songs. But then the songs that I don't care for, they're not bad. They're just, I mean, I guess, you know, the internet called them mid. I just call them like cool, you know, just cool or decent tracks. Listening to these tracks in the context of the album, I don't I don't gain any deeper appreciation for them. So I just feel like I just, for when it comes to Life of Pablo, I just take the songs that I like and leave the rest behind. But here on Donda, I feel like even the, even the songs that maybe feel a little bit like, not, I'm not going to use the word mid, but just maybe undercooked, underbaked, like Junja, or is it Junja? Junja. Junja, or, you know, Remote. These are still songs that at least in the sequencing of Donda, I can find appreciation for. And I think that's kind of impressive, honestly, because, I you know, I did kind of think that Kanye forgot maybe what sequencing means and especially because the album still <laughs> kind of feels scatterbrained it's kind yeah. of weird that i actually like how the album sounds from top to bottom that could be part of the conditioning from listening to the live streams who knows but uh I, again i can comfortably say this is in the b tier realm of kanye's albums definitely better than his recent outings that's not the shade jesus is king or yay but just looking and saying that songs like jesus lord whew, off the grid whew, Pure Souls, whew. the mm-hmm. Lauryn Hill track, whew. you know, like there's some, like you cannot. Don't tell me that Kanye is washed. Please don't, please don't say that. It's it's one thing to say you don't like how Kanye makes albums anymore. Kanye might need to tighten up on the production or the mixing and mastering. But when it comes to the creativity that that man displays, hey man, you still got it. I just kind of wish that he tightened up, at least on the idea of an album named after your, you know fallen mother and but who knows maybe there is something deeper to the album that we don't know but uh ultimately i can comfortably give this album like a a high seven maybe even like a low eight 
It's definitely worth a listen. Definitely is going to stay in the whip. Definitely going to stay in my rotation. That much I can say. So, yeah, you did good, Kanye. Yeah. Kind of had higher, you know, kind of, kind of had higher hopes for you, but for what you gave us, when it's all said and done, this is worthy of the discography. This to me proves that you still have the ability. And uh, now just drop an album full of, uh, you know, Jesus Lords, and uh, you'll be goaded again. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I think for me, this album comfortably sits in the B tier as well. I don't know. I don't know if it's better than The Life of Pablo. I'm going to have to let the album like marinate for at least like a full month to really make that decision. But yeah. We can actually I, talk about it during Christmas time. I agree. Like this album's like a solid 6.5 to 7. I'll, I'll say that on, on my end. It's just some of the some of the moments on this album like like remote control and even though i love the track junior like i recognize that that it's refined garbage um mm-hmm. although part two you know i love part two part two that's i think it should have just been ty dollar sign on that album i mean on that track like i, I really, mean not ty dollar sign and kanye they make magic they they he could have just let like Ty Dolla Sign take that whole song for himself and just use that as like an interlude. The song's not even that long either. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy that he dropped this album because it kind of reminds me that like, okay, he's still got it. Like he he definitely does have it still. Like he's not going downhill in terms of his music, <laughs> in terms of the albums that he's putting out. I'm not talking about his life. Um but yeah. Hey man, that man's a billionaire now. He's richer, richer than Jay Z. He's he's clearly winning. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, yeah, I agree. I like where's like where's like all the Donda stuff? And, and I was thinking on like earlier today. I was like, I was like, the whole track about um, with praise God and the kind of vocals at the beginning kind of talking about like just it just made me think like i was like did kanye like pick donda as like the title and as maybe like the loose concept of this album because donda gave birth to him and like that this album is basically about him but like you know like that his mom like you you know what i'm trying to say like this is like like there's nothing really about his mom on here extensively there's a lot about him uh maybe he's like trying to say like you know donda greatest woman on 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 the planet she gave birth to me she gave birth to jesus and this is how i'm (laughs) this is how i'm coming on the album and yeah i don't know it might be a bit dumb to kind of say but i mean i'm just trying to make sense of this whole concept I don't I mean, even want to call it a concept. See, how about this? Like, maybe during Christmas, you know, like, give it some months, maybe the concept will be clear. Like, I, I definitely will agree with you say that, again, just like Pablo, yay, and to some degree, Jesus is king. Again, this album is very much, you know, um, centered on the self as in Kanye. And, yeah, maybe there's, like, you know, him kind of showcasing, like, I got this from my mama. But... I then also sort of have to go back to like songs like Hey Mama, right? 
him, you know, making a song as an ode towards his mom and kind of have to wonder and say, like, you've done these concepts before in a clearer fashion. Yeah. So, again, like, maybe it's the spirit of Don. And again, like, as someone who's never yeah, maybe you know, it's met the spirit Donda of Donda. Yeah, like, maybe it's the spirit of Donda or something. Like, it just, as, a, as an outsider, again, looking in, I just, I don't see the association of the name unless they just randomly picked the name, but I'm pretty sure it didn't. And I'm not going to say that he did it for a cloud because, I, I, you know, I'm not going to put that on his name. That, that sounds like a wild accusation. I don't even want to say yeah. that. But, yeah, at least conceptually, again, again, like you said, it went through the, the T-Lop, you know, laundry room. So T-Lop maybe there was something there. The one thing I will say is that uh, one thing that I remember and that I kind of wish, and this goes back to the live streams, right? Um, remember the song Holy Holy with Pusha T that ended up mm-hmm. being removed? I like the, uh, what was it called? I did like the inter- interlude or like the speech that the mother was giving and also going on the song like Praise God. I also liked how Kanye used Donda's vocal chops into the beat, like right into the night part. And I guess maybe, you know, part of me was excited because I thought that maybe he would, if, if there was not like a concept about his mother or his relationship towards his mother or like feelings, maybe he would use his mother as part of the sonic like landscape of the actual beat or, or the beats overall. But he only really did that on Praise God. And that's, again, a great song, great beat. But then, I, you know, I'm like, well, okay, that's one great song, but where's the rest of it? Because it doesn't feel super-duper motherly. I mean, one, you could sort of say that some of the feature verses speak about Kanye towards their mother, right? Like, right. I remember uh, um, Travis and Jay-Z, they were kind of, there were, you know, a couple of mentions, like, in, like as if they were talking towards Donald, like, oh, you have a great son, or, like, I'm bringing him back home. But... I, again, like I feel like we're grasping at straws now, right? We're not, we're we're just speculating. There's no yeah. clear consensus on it, unfortunately. One thing, one song that I did kind of want to have be on the album that I'm surprised that didn't was the song about losing my family. Remember that one? Where yeah. Was, like, sounding like a whale. Look, I remember you was making fun of him because he sounded like a screeching, you know, whale lord. And yes. I was like, bro, but you feel that emotion? That's real. And I, know. I feel like. That song could have held a strong level of weight, even though the Donda idea, you know, Kanye was raised by Donda, and now as a man, he's sort of navigating through these waters, and maybe he right. finds that, like, he's not living up to the standards that his mother, like, you know, gave him, or, like, you know, grew, uh, raised him up with, but... Didn't the track also, like, talk about his father a little bit, too? Yeah. And, like, or, or like, what it what it means to be a father, I think. Yeah, like, what it means, like, yeah, Donna was saying, like, what it means to be a father, which is never to give up on your family. And, right. You know, like, right, right, right. I don't know, again, if maybe he removed it because, I mean, I don't think it was, I don't think he removed it because it was too personal. Like, yeah. we're talking about kind or, of and it, Like, honestly, like, as much as we want things from artists, like, maybe, maybe it's still too hard for him to, like, rap about his mom or some shit like that. Like, maybe he's still sensitive. Like, I don't know. Maybe... Like this was the best that he could do was just name it after his mom and you know I, and chop up some vocals. Yeah, but That's let true. me ask you, uh, like from the live streams, and I fell asleep. Not gonna lie, after <laughs> halfway through the third one, I, I was tired that day, and I was just like, "All right, I'm not gonna miss anything." But we did get two new tracks that we didn't hear before, which were uh, "Come to Life" and believe what i say do you think i i don't know the these two tracks to me like elevated the album uh starting off with um starting believe off with believe what i say with the lauren hill sample 
um and just like the whole vibe of that song is just like all right this is just like some bopping shit this is like some summer shit and reminds me of just like old kanye you know um and then come to life was just like this emotional like roller coaster and then like the pianos at the piano keys at the end like and he's like rapping from the soul um you can hear like the emotion and passion behind him uh his vocals i was just like thank god he put these on here because i think if he hadn't it's almost we're still looking at b tier but probably like just barely in the b tier that's just my opinion um so you know believe what i say you know the lauren hill sample song oh, my goodness that song should have been released in the summer as a single as a lucy oh. whatever that straight bopping straight bopper like like you said it's that would that would have been again, such a great summer single it's more than like if it's a vibe it's the vibe of the vibers like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's definitely like the claymore of claymores if you know what i mean <laughs> Shout out to the Zay heads. um come to life honestly fam i'm gonna be very frank with you i did not care for that song one bit really it felt it felt overblown i mean like i like i like the sentiment but like i was waiting for some drums and he just came came to life i'm like all right bro like you i don't like when my rappers are too sappy that being said though i do understand why for some people this would be a top track and i definitely got a lot of runaway vibes on that for whatever reason, right because the piano keys so i'm not gonna call it a bad song mm. i just know that how i'm programmed i was always gonna reject, reject it from <laughs> i i kind of like i i'm 100% respect the the genius behind that song and I also think the track placement where it's on the on the album helps it a lot because it's kind of towards the end and that's where like you know it starts to wind down a bit um the sequencing was done well in this album yeah you know what this album honestly just needed from me was some of the TD heads to like do the mixing and mastering that's mm. really it man yeah let, let Mike Dean rest that man let, let the man smoke some weed. Let the man chill. Like, give someone else. He's a always smoking weed. What you mean? That dude is a hundred percent always have a blunt in his mouth. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but like, I feel like almost like eighty percent of these songs could have been the outro track because of like they they all kind of like tail off and let the beat ride out. Like, these all kind of like I was just okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the way that the beats were structured or like yeah, edited toward, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that, yeah and like even like ending on no child left behind felt kind of uh like i love that song like i, I actually i really do but i know there's you. not enough on like we just went through this whole like this whole ride of donda and then it just like like imagine like you're on a roller coaster and you see like an like you've been riding it and like you've been going up the loop the loops backwards and under underwater and shit and then like you see like the last like uh hill coming up and you're like going up it and you're like tick, 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 and then like you you're about to drop and then it's just like the right ends you know uh which is fine it's like okay yeah i guess that was a long ass ride but uh nah that 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 track to me was like spiritual as fuck felt myself being lifted up into the heavens uh I think, hey man see yeah. what it just reminds me of is like in fact i'll bring i'll bring that topic up later but speaking about you know no child left behind 
obviously we could do we could do a top five, top ten, easy. Anyone can do that. Uh-huh. But how about we make a seven track style album in the vein of Yay, you know Daytona, Kitsy Ghosts, Nasir, uh-huh. and excuse me, uh, Tiana Taylor. I forgot your album. SMH. SMH. You don't remember it? I never listened to it. Damn. They don't, they don't push to Tiana, Tiana Taylor hard enough, man. All my feminists come after him. Hmm? I said all my feminists come after him. Please do it. Educate me. I'm trying to be better. KTSE. That was the album. It's an acronym. Oh, okay. But yeah. I'm sure KTSE has some great beats. <laughs> but yeah, uh no, I got I got my list here. Um let me go first. So right, man, let me hear it. My seven track sequence, right? You, you got a sequence, right? Yeah, my, my Yay Donda sequence is starts off with actually No Child Left Behind. I think that would have been a great intro track instead of maybe the Donda chant. Um, and going right into jail, not hating jail, but like it's just like dun 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 dun, dun and it's like and the, the guitars come in. And it's just like okay, 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 I get it. But anyway, no child left oh, behind. Which version? Which version? What do you mean? Which version of jail? I don't have it on my on my seven. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no child left behind. It gives you, it opens up the album and gives you the idea of like what it's gonna be like. No Child Left Behind has the organs. He's done miracles for on me, you know. Tying in the religion aspect, Vori vocals, Vori's on this whole thing. Alright, so that's the intro. Then it goes into Hurricane. Hmm. You got the weekend coming on. Woo! Weekend with those sharp, piercing vocals. And then you have a little baby come on. And then Kanye's kind of a little hungry out here. He's like, mm 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 mm. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Mm mm. All right, so the song ends, and then you're like, okay, okay, okay. Goes into Believe What I Say. You hear the Lauren Hill sample. You're like, oh, get the fuck out of here. It's almost like, to me, the Lauren Hill sample like moment was like kind of the um the build up for Father Stretch My Hands Part One, and then like the Metro Boomin tag like drops in. Kind of gives me a similar vibe, a little bit more like scaled down. Mm-hmm. Um, so believe what I say, phenomenal track goes into Pure Souls. Oh, Roddy Rich, the organs, the truth is only what you get away with. Um, just the whole energy of this track, and this is kind of like building up on that kind of the summary kind of pop. Not pop, but like, you know, just that driving, like, kind of sound. And then I know the song doesn't really get too much love. Kind of people either call it mid or just forget about it. But new again. We're still riding high off of the Believe What What I Say and Pure Souls vibe, you know. But now we're kind of, like, tying it in with the graduation sense and the beat. And I just think the intro, like, uh, lyrics are just hilarious and it, it feels like <clears throat> when I play that song, I, I don't have a convertible, but like if I did that, I would hit drop the top, whatever that button is, 
and just like blast that song and just like it's just like he says it himself you know i'm just high off life you know like i, I feel that i feel that wholeheartedly uh so that song kind of ends and then you hear those fucking like strings or whatever it is in, at the beginning of jesus is jesus lord I, I when i first heard that i was just like what's about to happen it's like i'm a little scared because uh, it sounds like some Stanley Kubrick like film soundtrack music like with those kind of strings at the beginning um, but I, I can't deny this is this track is phenomenal you could either put the Jesus Jesus Lord part one or part two probably part two just to have like all, all the bars that you can get um, if I had to end it on one track probably moon i think moon is moon ends the album for me yeah so yeah moon i, I that's a hundred percent to me like a great ending to the track uh track listing here amen so one more time just from top to bottom just so i can hear the choice now starts off with no child left behind hurricane mm -hmm. believe what i say Pure Souls, New Again, Jesus Lord, and it ends on Moon. Hey, man, these are some solid tracks. Uh, I've yet to hear the sequencing, but, uh, you know, shout out to Spotify, shout out to Apple Music, shout out to... In fact, no, yeah. cut the check. I'm not I'm not shouting you guys out. Cut the check first. But, you know, shout out to the stream yeah. services. We can make our own playlist and see how that flows. It was hard for me to uh, decide for either, either Jesus Lord or Keep My Spirit Alive. That was hard. But I had to go with Jesus Lord. I feel you. I feel you. So, like, you know, obviously, shout out to Donda one more time. Great album. Great album. Um, I'll start off the album with uh, Praise God. Something about, uh, you know, I just like the ominous nature of the song. I like the fact that you hear Donna's voice in, you know, mm. or, like, you know, Donna speaking in that voice. I feel like it kind of yeah. makes thematic Ooh, sense. That's a good, that's a good intro song, actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it makes sense. And, you know, shout out to Keem, shout out to um, Travis. You know, they obviously added to the vibe. Then after all of that Jesus energy, we got to, you know, sanctify ourselves. Pure souls. I know, I know. It seems like a beat switch, but, you know, it's my sequencing, so I'll go with that. Shout out to Roddy Rich. Whew. Shout out to the organs. Shout out to Kanye. Shout out to, you know, shout out to Granny. You know, fuck the Grammys. I was with Granny. You know what it is. Good, you know, good bars. Then after being sanctified, we now go into the grid, or rather, we get off the grid, right? Kanye rapping, Fabio, For you know, Fabio Foreign, giving people double the verses. Some people love it, some people hate it, and then Kanye coming back all of a sudden, gliding on a drill type beat. Never expected that to see that in my life, right? So he's, you know, start off with Donda, or go a little bit high, low with a uh, Pure Souls, then go back off the grid, and then we go with the summer vibes, right? And believe in what I say again, the Lauren Hill sample, phenomenal, just a nice bopper. And after that, we now go to Jesus Lord, you know, get introspective, remind, you know, kind of reminding people like, yeah, I am that dude. Like, don't, don't think I got, you know, y'all forgot about me. So when we Jay like, just because we've never had a Jay like Kanye song, just hits, then go to jail. Something about the, you know, the one with Jay-Z, just to kind of, again, reinforce that feeling like Kanye is back, the throne might be coming too. And then ends the album on 24. I feel like, you know, Kanye saying, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. God's not finished. He got us and all that stuff. Just 
I feel like adds a nice closing piece. And okay. that would be my seven track styles Donda Yay album stuff. And low key, you know, like now that I actually made that, I actually kind of low key want to like make a playlist and see how that flows. Cause like, oh, I, I did, know, I did that. that. My shit kind of sounds nice. On the low, doesn't it? Yeah, run run that track list back again. Again, so we start off with Praise God, Pure Souls, Off the Grid, mm. the Lord Hill track, Jesus Lord, Jail. 24 okay okay again you know again you know we still gotta listen to them a couple of times but like i feel like that sequencing makes sense yeah it does you know what the fucking dope part is that we live in you know 2021 like yeah i mean don't get it just like the world is low-key fucked i I don't know what's happening over in the middle east i don't know about covid and all that stuff but you know strictly talking (laughs) about the music right you know what's dope we're not beholden by physical media anymore or like we're not beholden by like arbitrary or like weird ways of listening to music i don't have to buy like a big ass disc that's made out of wax or whatever and have a needle go round and round in it for me to play the song or having to you know play around with a needle to go back to a track we just have it on our phones and more than that we can like chop you know chop it up a little bit and make our own personalized playlist in the same way that we just did right now something kind of like Something tells me that, like, maybe in the, like the next three to five years, like artists will be give off their fans a little bit more control with how that they sort of engage with their music, in a similar way or fashion. How like Kanye now with his you know down the album releases like Stem Builder. If you remember that like little trinket he made. No. So like right 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 around like the between the second and third listening party, Kanye released okay right before the third listening party, Kanye like was selling a two hundred dollars stem builder, which essentially gave you the songs of Donda and allowed oh, you to yeah, like, yeah, play yeah. around with the like play around with the beats. Yeah, like the little uh, the mix, like the speaker that thing. Yeah, that thing. But you essentially could like change the music by you know I you know pitching stuff down, pitching it up, and all that stuff. You know, like basic you know like fruity loops, but for your pocket. And it's really interesting to sort of see that, right? Because I think you and I can both agree and say that Donda has some great tracks on it. And honestly, nothing here feels like a bad song in my book. Like, I don't think that Donda has like a removed, you know, like has a throwdown song in the, in the trash bin. But you just need something, right? Where like 80% of the songs on the tape could kind of say so what? Tell the vision. So what? Tell the vision. I mean, we'll have to agree to disagree, but whatever but you said something that you know that's did it stand out to me which is that half like more than 80 more than half of the songs on here could have been like the the outro track on this tape and that's maybe why i kind of like mentioned like the tde boys coming into mix because if this was the final sequencing of the album right like nobody's taking or adding songs like this is the final the final product and then it was like mixed and mastered with this sort of being a minus a final package, maybe we would have given Donna like the guaranteed, you know, B, you know, like eight, like eight, eight point five, like or the guaranteed B grading, rather than maybe the sort of shaky T-lock feeling. But what's dope is that now that Kanye has, you know, sort of got into the whole stem build, and I'm sure that Kanye is gonna do the T-lock situation and like change some of the mixing and mastering, or whatever. But now that we live in the, you know, in this era where Kanye released the stem builder thing. Fans will just be able to kind of make their own versions of down if you really think about it. Like maybe some fans wanted to have the drums of, you know, jail come in during, you know, Jay-Z's verse instead of like right after. Or maybe some people would like um, some of the vocals to be like lowered or maybe have some, you know, have some vocals maybe stand out a little bit more and have the beat lowered. And now with having such a stem builder, 
it's just interesting to see what fans and music enthusiasts will like you know will sort of do with this album kind of give this album like an, a second not a second not a second lifeline but we'll give this album like a life of its own in the sense that now people make their own mixes and masters and remixes towards their favorite tracks and it kind of reminds me of like the yandi days but now like i guess quote unquote official because kanye is making money off of it right and it's just kind of interesting to think that we live in a you know era now that fans now have a direct hand towards the music that we consume but then again i have to say like is that new or hasn't always kind of been the case you know like remixes that's nothing new right no like remember the days of soundcloud like you know you'd go on soundcloud and maybe you'd find like some random rapper jacking someone's beat and then just rapping over it right freestyling or whatnot or even just like producers maybe taking random verses and having those verses on their own beats and you know i guess i'm just happy to see that we're entering that we're sort of going on a commercial level that we're entering a creative space like that again where fans and music enthusiasts can just engage in the music on a deeper level and just consume it and you know maybe kind of quote unquote revive or restore the feeling of soundcloud because you know i'm an old head so i miss those days go figure right i miss the days when you could go like on soundcloud and find a random ass mixtape with either like stolen beats or like stolen samples that weren't clear whatsoever but still have like a nice cohesive project because now with everything being on streaming and having to be cleared you know that's a little bit harder to do you right like if if an artist doesn't like if led zeppelin doesn't want you to like use their guitarist for a beat they'll figure that beat's never coming out like no one will ever hear it but you know i want to hear that creativeness man do you have any takes on that i mean i think you pretty much covered everything like i don't i think i don't know i outside of this isolated event with kanye's what is it like the beat thing I don't know. It'll be interesting to kind of see what the market, the audience members, what they're going to be doing in the future. I, I I think it's very early right now to kind of predict what's going to happen. I don't rest necessarily know anybody who even really purchased that uh, device, but I don't know. Because it got broke friends. Yeah. I don't really miss this. I, I was never really like that heavily invested in the SoundCloud era, but like I do think the whole engagement and like that whole it's it's like going into the record store and like sifting through vinyl and like trying to find out like, oh, like this looks like an interesting album. Let me take this home and listen to it. It's kind of like the same thing, but like condensed on t on the Internet and like you can like find artists like that. Um, that aspect I do miss, um, but it'll be interesting to see like what will kind of happen in terms of fan engagement and their influence on how media is consumed in the future. But I think, yeah, I, I still think it's going to be based off of what the labels are going to decide. Um, because I think Kanye is probably the only one who's really trying to do anything on that end. Uh, recently, I, I, like, could you see Isaiah Rashad doing this? Could you see, like Vince Staples doing this? I, I don't know. Hey, man, Kanye and Jay-Z, you know, maybe start like a tech company. You never know, man. But I, I do hear what you're saying. Like, you know, so far it's just like an interesting spark. I'm curious to see if like maybe, again, we can revive that mixtape energy at some point. Real quick, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, talking about mixtape energy, but completely unrelated. Shout out to Drake. 
because uh oh well first and foremost she dropped this album you know certified lover boy um shout out to uh shout out to rick ross that was honestly an amazing verse shout out to tunchi that whole track was fire bro shout out to shout out shout out to them and the song way too sexy the one with future and Thugga. Um, see i don't know if i love um, it or hate it but like i've I never had it. such a split feeling towards it like you know when there's a song that you want to like but it's not there and but you want to hate it but like it's too flame for it to be hated on it's it, it said that it's not like mid it's literally just i can't decide whether or not the song it's, it's is refined good or bad. it's refined mid I don't think it's refined mid, really. I, I just think the beat is fire, and I think Young Thug does his thing. But when Future is like, "I'm too sexy for," it, and he just starts going into it, the sample, I, I hate it. I, I really don't like it. I think it's funny, but like, I don't love it. And then Drake see, does the his thing. thing. Actually, I like Future's verse on that song more than Thugger's. It was mm-hmm. Drake who was like fifty fifty on, cause I don't. Know. But uh, but hey, man. Uh, like I said, shout out to Certified Lover Boy. He uh, dropped the album on Friday, like he said he would. You know, 2 a.m. for Demon Time, but, you know, perfect horny hours. I'm pretty sure that uh, many babies were made on that album last night, or the night dropped. Uh, and also, shout out to Drake for dropping the best song ever, which is, a you know, Party, or Party Time. Fe- you know, you know the Kanye song featuring a you know triple sack. Like, Drake, you know, released it, and shout out to Drake for that. That's an amazing song arguably better than anything on his album <laughs> i don't think there's any argument there i think just listening to it at first listen i was like okay i was actually kind of hyped from it but then i kept re-listening to it re-listening to it and the shine kind of kept diminishing after each listen i'm really not impressed by this album at the end of the day i think it's just a more it's it's like an improved like scorpion or an improved views there's nothing on here that he hasn't done before there's like the three four bangers then there's the i miss you track then there's the uh then there's like the future verses um there's the e40 like okay we hear the sample the sample breakdown drake verse chorus hook back into Ember, another why verse. are you reading an instruction manual <laughs> Uh, go back into the chorus, then you enter the bridge, and it's just the beat is stripped back, and then the sample comes back in, and then Drake ends it on a clever bar, and then that's the track, and I don't know. It's just like, I don't think it's an overall bad album. I just don't think there's anything here that, like, we haven't heard before. And I don't know if like the hype behind it, like like what if what if the whole Kanye beef wasn't going on? Like what is there to kind of like ride home about on this album? If there was no Kanye beef, like the the whole beef factor or the whole like oh what's Drake gonna say on this album about Kanye? Like that whole thing is out the window. So what are you left with? Just another Drake album? I don't know. Like I I liked some song. I liked a decent amount of songs like Champagne Poetry, Poppy's Home um in the bible fair trade was fire uh i liked in too deep pipe down no friends in the industry yes but that's like the typical like banger track that he always has to have on an album i do like the i i do probably you only live twice is probably the best track on this album because of the the features with from rick ross and lil wayne 
I Miss You Too with Kid Cudi. I like that track, but nothing out here is outstanding. Nothing on here is outright booty hole outside of maybe like fucking fans. I, Drake always has a solid closer track, and this is probably the worst one, um, in my opinion. It's just like... Uh, it's a little bit too long and then he kind of like takes a break in the middle of the track and like goes back in like like he's about to like wrap some serious shit but he doesn't and it's just like all right wrap, wrap this shit up bro like <laughs> like this, you're not saying anything here like um yeah i don't know to me it's like a five it's like a good five out of ten but like why are we praising this man for a five out of ten album so look, man. Um, as someone who definitely uh, was a fan of Drake back in the 2013, 2015 days, right, right, right before Views, you know, nothing was the same. I think people can. I think you know. I think that's his best album, honestly. Some people fight on me, but it's definitely like top three. I think it's the best, whatever. Um, if you're reading this, you're you know it's too late. Definitely, definitely top tier mixtape energy. Honestly, initially I didn't like it because I felt like he was selling a mixtape, but just listening to the music as is, fire. Listen to it probably like at least once a month. I didn't care for views. Uh, the more life playlist actually some great songs on there. Yeah, and then I kind of just kind of fell off. You know, I think that Drake is technically extremely proficient. Obviously, we can talk about the Meek Mill situation, but why bother? That's irrelevant. You know, this is not a conversation about Drake as a lyricist. We're talking about Drake as an artist, a rapper, entertainer dropping a piece of work. This music feels very indicative of quote unquote the Drake sound. And I actually will say this, the production on here is very, 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 very clean. It is, it is. I like this. Hmm? It is. Yeah, like I like the sample choices. I like the vocal chops that we're used to, you know, we're used to hearing Drake in a rap over, the moodiness was right there, it's cool. So honestly the music was Again, it, it, it hit the notes that it needed to hit. The feature verses came in quite nicely, all things considered. I'm not mad about it whatsoever. The only thing is, like, again, we've gone through this road before. Like, this is not new ground that Drake is touching on. He's not even rapping nope. different. Like, it's not like the beats are just, again, more refined, but this feels like the Drake-type beats that you'd find on the internet, but just done by a professional producer or engineer or whatever. Drake is rapping topically about similar things. He's not really hitting, he's not, you know, he's not pulling an amazing brother hitting with different flows or anything, you know? Ooh. Shout out to Kendrick, come on, drop real quick, come on now. <laughs> Smoking on his top five. <laughs> you know, um, I fail to call this album bad because it's not. In my book, this is like, it really, really isn't. like that. It's literally, to me, it's like a six. Call it a low six, a high six, a medium six, whatever. It's just six, 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 six. Six to me is um, a positive score. Is what? Six to me is a positive score. I'm not going to go that far. Yeah, no. Well, to me it is because I think for, it, you know, if, if I was in love with the Drake sound, which I definitely understand why people do, and I was at one point as well, this album gives you what you want. Just a little bit more refined, more bangers, more slappers. It's cool, but... And again, right, like talking about how it was framed as like the Kanye versus Drake beef. And, you know, Drake was also kind of feeding into it. I was like, is this what you're, was this, not saying that Drake per se wanted to go head to head to Donda, but feeding into the whole beef narrative, right, that the fans have created. 
like right. comparing this album to Donda. And yeah, it's, it's kind of unfair that I'm even comparing these albums, but like that is the narrative that was being presented. So there's like a party to wonder, like Drake, is this really your offering in response to Donda? Because while you and I will agree that Donda by no means is perfect, at least to me, Donda feels experience feels. Again, I don't want to sound pretentious, but it sounds artistic. If, if right. you know what I mean, it, it feels like Kanye was trying. There's substance. Yeah. yeah, substance almost. Yeah, and when I'm listening to these songs that Drake produced, they're well produced, but to me, they just kind of feel like songs. It's like he just again he read through the manual of how to make a Drake song, and then he did it, and then probably recorded two or three times that I. Cool, we're done. There's nothing that there's no takeaway that I really got as from the body. Like there's obviously individual tracks, but even then, to me, it's just like we since since views, we kind of already get the honestly his whole career. But I feel like since views, because I think he really entered into the upper echelon of the mainstream like music lanes. And, you know, he kind of said it on this album himself. Like, he, how, he's like, you've never been on the top. I've been at the top this whole time. Like, um, it's just like, all right, we got some songs where we would consider bangers. All right. Some songs about I miss you. Some songs about I miss you, but fuck you. Some songs with the features, um, that we typically get. The XAM song. And then the closer track. And it's just like... It's just like I can see through it all, you know? And it's it's a bit disappointing. I, and I, I agree. Like, this is not a bad album. It's a greatly produced album. Everything here sounds clean as fuck. But... It, I, it doesn't excite me. As a listener... Yeah. As someone who's engaged himself with Drake music before, this doesn't excite me. And... It's superficial. Maybe the album's not supposed to. So what? It's superficial. See, I don't want to go that far, but I I can't be mad about that. How is it not superficial? I mean, because again, I'm not a I'm not a Drake head, so like I I have to wonder like, well, in fact, yeah, no, it is. It, it it's surface layer, yeah, no, it's surface deep. That's that's know, what I mean. Doesn't... It's surface level. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not superficial. It's surface deep, like. It, I mean, it's a bit superficial. Look, this album is gonna go. I already made a bet with the homies. It's gonna sell 600k easy. It might even do 700. Who knows? Um, um, again, I wish the man a lot of success. I I don't even think that this album by any means is gonna destroy Drake's career. No, no, that man is fine. Like I don't see any of his musical exploits tarnishing his legacy. But like, just as someone who wanted, as someone who was genuinely curious to hear about the album, I just feel like. It was underwhelming. It was it was not exciting, and uh, this will be an album that I will probably listen to in social gatherings, and that's about it. And that's like, I guess that's unfortunate because Drake is yeah. one of the top three. So while he again he he didn't go off the rails and make like quote unquote a Yeezus, mm-hmm. I almost kind of wanted him to make a Yeezus because at least then we have something different to talk about. If you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like Yeezus and Eight Ways are polarizing, but at least like it's a talking point. Yeah, and also like with this album like there's a lot of features on here and i found myself like getting a really hyped for the features i was like oh shit travis is going in rick ross is going in Lil wayne's going in um and then i'm just like thinking like 
what what if they were like either not on the tracks that they were on or maybe they had like not the greatest verses then what do we like what are we even left with and I, like that whole point that you made about like you know it, it being like underwhelming in the sense that like like it's not a bad album but it's just like I, I want a little bit more but like what's the point of asking Drake for that because he's figured out the formula he's he's the he's the cash cow like does he really even need to no but like i guess coming from fans of hip-hop it'd be kind of interesting and maybe worthwhile you know from our perspectives to kind of maybe come out with a yeezus or something like that i don't even know if that's something he would even want to do uh i don't even know if it's worth it for him at this point but like i don't know he's like in his 30s now he's got a kid what's the next album gonna sound like you know he's gonna continue getting older and maybe some life's perspective or events will happen between now and then and maybe it'll influence his sound but and and, and also like uh and also like the whole certified lover boy like i thought i wasn't gonna be under the impression of like that this album was gonna be on the kind of softer side the r&b side which would have been interesting but no we just got uh, just another Drake trademark album. Look, man, that cover art of the album, I have no beef with it, but I will say, like, you know, like, kind of creepy. Does it mean anything, or did he just do it off of, you know, off of the trolls? I, I don't know. Uh, Drake, he commissioned that. Cool. Hey, man, whoever made that, you're a scammer, but it's cool. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, Drake leaves the pen alone for a while. I'm not saying he can't make good music, but just you know, for for a while, just work on the artist and OVO. Like let those dudes shine. Like shout out to Party Next Door. Shout out to the other people in the sweatshop. I don't know their names, but that's the point. I don't. <laughs> maybe they should. smiley. Maybe maybe they just, you know deserve some shine too. Um, again, six. I'm not gonna call Drake a hack. This just doesn't feel like. As a, if you're a Drake fan, this will satisfy your need, but no one can tell me that this album in any stretch of the imagination is, like, the best offering of Drake, or even, like, I don't know, man. This feels forget- It just feels forgettable, man. I don't even want to shit on this man. I don't want to shit on him. I just simply feel like this tape, again, for what he has already done, just feels like he's retreading all ground on a professional level or, like, really well curated. Like, I like the instrumentation a lot. But you're not saying new stuff or even saying it in an interesting way. So I'm just kind of left wondering, you know, whatever. If there's one thing that I really would ask him to stop is stop beefing with Kanye West. If you got beef with someone, shoot, take your shots at Pusha T, pretty please. I'm here for all of that. I understand if you got beef with him, but like, don't, man, leave Kanye alone, man. He doesn't want that give, smoke. Give all the smoke to Pusha T. He's ready for it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for a Pusha T, Drake situation. I don't think Drake is. I know he's not. That's why he's shooting at Kanye and it's getting really tiresome. It's not but it's not it's not worth dropping. it for him to go against Pusha because Pusha's gonna fucking clean him out again and but he sees Kanye and that's more lucrative, that's more hype, that's more clout. And that's uh you know, nothing against Kanye, but that's a more winnable battle versus Pusha T, because Pusha T fleeced him. Um Pusha, please drop next week. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. But Drake, we're not we're not mad. We're just we're just disappointed. Not even. We're just like okay. I mean, I am. 
I'm still going to bump okay. some of these tracks, though. There's quality on this album. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Individual songs are definitely rotationable. No, no, yeah, yeah, steady rotation for sure. But mm-hmm. as a whole, the, from start to finish, are, are you going to tell me you're going to listen to Loverboy from start to finish again? On your own, like by your own volition? No. I, I can say I will be down at least. I can say that. I'll say I, I can do that with, a, you know, Call Me If You're Lost. I can say that with Vince Staples' track. I can say that with, I can even, I can still say that with uh, The House Is Burning. Yeah. I can say that with the Nazir stuff. I can say that with Jay Cole stuff. And the fact I can say that of Drake, one of the top guys, I think says something. But look, this has gone for way too long. Long story short, I'm giving it a six. It's not bad music. It's just, rep- it's again, surface level, nothing new. I'm bored. Next topic. Yeah, it's a five for me. That's it. That's all I got to say. Certified mid classic. You're a foul, man. You're hey, a foul. Hey, man. I, just how I feel. I'm a, I'm an opinionated person. That's foul. So, yeah. You should post it on Instagram. I, I'm not gonna lie. I saw that shit on Twitter. So. Oh damn. Yeah. I think someone said something else. It was like certified mid something else, but uh, that's what came to my mind. Uh, but anyway, like I, now, what's left for this year in terms of big names, big drops? Possibly, oh, easy, bro. Got, you know, my boy Calbezi out here, you know, working for TDE. He out here producing for all the homies. He just dropped his beat tape. I don't even know what it's called, but it's phenomenal. Find it on SoundCloud or YouTube, not on streaming services because we don't pay for samples. You know how TDE do. It's on the uh, TDE YouTube page. So what? It's on the TDE YouTube page. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they don't get that. Well, who knows? I don't know how they make their money. Oh, but yeah, it's not yeah, on yeah. streaming. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. But with that being said, you know, shout out. To, I mean, again, I like that tape, but it's a mixtape tape. Go figure. But, you know, TDE did sign a, a new guy or rather they announced then, you know, that they signed a new guy. Uh, you know, how do you feel about that? I'm going to wait till they drop a full project under the TDE label uh, to really get my first assessment. Uh, the EP pack that we got um, from Rayvon. Mm. I'm not hey, going to hate on the man. I, I, I'm actually, I want to give him a chance. I, I'm not going to go on this reason hate train. I'm not going to give give him that same treatment i think he deserves a little bit more uh because i do actually like kind of the lbc energy from him uh but it's not really like too overpowering but at the same time like i would want i want to see a little bit more from him in terms of what he's able to come up with in a cohesive project even if it's like lead up singles to that project like i would like to get a taste of what uh he's gonna come up with We'll see, but uh, I'm actually I'm I'm excited about him. Like, let, let's see what he's got. You know, Ray Vaughn. I know he's been around for a few years now. Uh, I think the announcement kind of was at a weird time because it was like at the around the same time that the Kendrick news dropped. Um, so it's like it it almost felt like they were inadvertently like placing like 
all right, this is Kendrick's leaving. This is our new guy. Like, and then like, I feel like there was a lot of overreaction and say like, this is the new guy. Like, this is the new Kendrick. This is what we're supposed to get. And then he had that freestyle where he was talking about cream pies and shit. I was like, I was like, bro, what? <laughs> I was like, I was not going to lie. I was part of that hatred, but I had to kind of like check myself. And I was like, all right, all right. man's was kind of spit. Wait, you were Captain Kirk? I was Captain Kirk in that, that, at that time. But I had to, yeah, I had to check myself and like I was like, all right, I'm gonna give him a chance. Like I'm being very reactionary at this moment. Uh, he doesn't deserve that. Obviously, TD sees something in him. We'll see if he, if he capitalizes on it. If he really puts uh, his time and effort into coming out with quality music. Uh, yeah. I don't know if the plan is to like stick with SZA and like that album roll out and like. Follow, followed by Kendrick or whatever the order is going to be but if we get something from Rayvon by the end of the year I'll be happy see uh, you know I was you know I was digging in the shadows I've been knew he was going to be signed to TD I'm mad that I didn't call out his name on the podcast because I kept calling him as the guy in the shadows for those who remember I was talking about him during the Zay interview uh, Zay interview sorry Zay review excuse me but next time I'll just do name drops I am Doji 2022 you're here first mm. anyways um so you know like hearing you got announced i listened to the three pack the songs are completely inoffensive it reminded me of like rod wave a little bit and that's why i was like uh, you know again for where my ears are attuned that's not really this type of stuff i listen to so i just kind of assume like okay you know top is trying to get a commercial act it makes sense they've you know again they've definitely moved more commercial ever since the whole success of them um, I didn't view this guy as a replacement of Kendrick as anything, as much as seeing Top capitalizing on like the whole TDE news with Kendrick announcing his leaving. So yeah, you know, I'm sure that you know uh, Rayvon got unnecessary shit and hate for it for no reason, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that Top just kind of did it in more of like I don't think that this was planned as much as like they said, oh well, Kendrick is leaving, we might as well you know put this new guy in the front. And I'm I don't know whether or not there was a discussion or conversation with Top and Kendrick before he made his post or not. I'm not gonna speculate, but to me, just felt more like, again, top capitalizing on the news rather than, uh, what is it called? You know, rather than just being reactionary to Well, rather than just being super duper reactionary towards it. And I only say that because there was a music video that, like, they kind of released, like, like, early last week of one of his songs in the EP. So I kind of figured, like, this was already kind of, like, pre-planned. You know how Top Dog likes to kind of cook, you know, overcook some of the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, the EP was cool. I didn't. You know, the EP didn't necessarily wow me, but I also figured, like, one, musically doesn't align myself to me. But like you said, too, I want to see him in a full body of work. Call it an album, a mixtape, a project, whatever you want to call it. As long as some streaming services and TDs involved, let's see what you're going to do. Now, listening to his freestyle in comparison or in conjunction to his actual songs, I could tell, like, oh, okay, like, he... He can do the rappy rap thing, sure. And, you know, some of the bars are kind of funny. You know, like, he definitely had, like, a... I, li- I definitely liked his, like, sort of humorous energy towards how he's rapping. He was saying, like, you know, like, he's sitting with Snoop Dogg and all that stuff. And, you know, <laughs> rapping about cream pies, which, you know, kind of took me by surprise. Oh! But, you know, uh, <laughs> it was, you know... Uh, I'm not going to use the word cringy or anything like that, but it was... I think it's kind of like, again, going back to what TDE means to me or means to us as a whole. 
there's definitely like a what the fuck are you doing top dog but then there's also part of me that's saying okay but like they do have to sort of at least adhere to the new standards like like as much as i'd like to say like nah man like just get rap rap dudes like y'all you used to you know back in 2009 or 10 you know like the, the the landscape has changed i mean you know do you think that kendrick fans from 20 you know 10 20 like do you think that the fans of your good kid mad city if Dan came in instead of Good Kid Man City, would people still tote Kendrick as the GOAT? You know, I don't, I don't, or would people have told Kendrick as the GOAT if Dan was the album we received when Good Kid, Good City, Good Kid Mad City came out? I don't know. So ultimately, I'm going to reserve judgment on this guy. He seems to be technically proficient. I've listened to some of his older freestyles that he did, and I could tell, like, okay, like he, you know, like he's not a cloud chaser. He's not just like doing this for the sake of it. Like you said, top C something in him. So we'll wait and see. I would like to get an album from him like this year, but I'm pretty sure we're not gonna get it until 2022. TDE wise, I'm I want one I want at minimum one announcement from either Scissor Q or Ab of something dropping, and I want a Kendrick single. Family ties got me hungry again, brother. I need something, brother. I need something. I need some of these flows. Um, but you know, outside of the TD camp, you know, we got Baby Keen dropping next week or next month or whenever he does. I don't believe rappers when it comes to release dates, but whenever he does, I'll definitely tune in. Utopia never coming out, but you know, it was a good dream. Shout I out mean, to, it's uh, never you know, coming out. Yeah, it's never coming out. You know what it is. It's um, coming out. I'm still waiting for that. You know, Alchemist tape with Vince Staples and Earl Sweatshirt. But, That's know, never movie, coming out. Head. Hey man, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. But yeah, um, you know, um, right now I'm just, again, playing that Calabese mixtape, kind of going back to some of the older classics. I'm going to check out Childish Childish Major, because now that he's going to be on the Zay's, you know, tour, I might as well see, like, what he's about. Trying to find some new guys to, like, put stock into, you know, keeping an eye, you know, keeping our eyes open. I'd like Kendrick to drop this year, but I doubt he will. I doubt he will. But, you know, I've been wrong before. So who knows? Rumor is that uh, Kendrick has uh, listed some tracks uh, through a label, uh, registered some tracks without names uh, for trademark purposes or whatever it's going to be. I don't know that how that whole process is, but uh, that was in news in the past hour. Uh, but yeah, I think... I don't know what the plan is with TD. I don't know what who's up next. I I know Schoolboy Q has been cooking in the studio. Haven't heard anything from Absol. Haven't gotten anything besides that Lucy we got from that TD pack last year during the quarantine. Um, but yeah, I agree also that Rayvon probably won't drop a full project this year. Uh, probably looking at next year, but kind of excited. Uh, but other than that, yeah. I think also just listening to, looking forward to Baby Keem, Playboy Cardi, Utopia, if we get that. I did like the new Little Sims project that dropped last night. Mm-hmm. Bro, you're always asking, like, where are these new people? Like, I need some new rappers. I need some good music. And then I bring people up and you're like, who? Like, I'm t- this is what I'm telling you. These people, these people are these people are good. She's a British rapper. Um, Ooh, wait, where? Disrespect. 
man, we don't listen to British rappers in here. It's America. Come on, bro. The only British rapper we listen to are MF Doom, 21 Savage, and Skepta. Shameful. Shameful. Oh, and uh, uh, what's his name? Big, uh, Big Daddy Kane. Shameful. Oh, you don't fuck with Big Daddy Kane? Oh, I got you. Man's depriving himself of quality music. Anyway. My boy be drinking crumpets. My boy be sipping on the tea while playing <laughs> some crumpets, eh? Anyway, go stream that Donda. Go stream that CLB if you want to. Um, Drake. Gotta step up your game, man. If you want that smoke, go get it. Push is waiting. I don't know what you're waiting for. We know you're scared of him. I know you're scared of taking that L again. But don't worry, your your son is safe. Hopefully. But either way, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. This week, you know, everyone have a good Labor Day weekend. Hopefully when this this, album, (laughs) when this episode drops on Monday, you know, hopefully you'll be bumping that Believe What I Say or that Poppy's Home. Uh, But enjoy your time off, everyone, and we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace.